and welcome back welcome back we are here for another episode of the podcast and for our guest today we have the great noel aglubot repping man wait, wait where are you from again like exactly from you i know for, you're from new york but like where exactly are in new york are you from yo alfredo what's up man um yeah born and raised in queens uh one of the boroughs here in new york city so yeah grew up in queens I feel like you're all over the place, dude, because weren't you living in Manhattan for like a little bit too? Yeah. I mean, after grad school, I, I lived in Manhattan for a few years and then Brooklyn and then back to Manhattan. I'm, I'm, so I'm, I'm in Manhattan right now. So, Well, okay. that Okay. I'm still trying to learn the boroughs and everything. Like I'm definitely going to have to visit like the next time <laughs> I'm there because it has been a hot minute since I've been to New York. I think it's been almost like two years since I've been there last. Yeah. What was that? Uh, summit 2019? Yeah, because I remember we, we were staying, or like we weren't staying at your apartment, but we were like kicking it at like your um, old place in, what was it, Tribeca? Yeah, yeah, Tribeca, yep. Oh man, th- those were like some times though, but kind of going into the episode and everything, I've known you for like, what, how many years now? Like seven years since 2014, I think? Yeah, oh my goodness, that's like, it's it's wild when you say it out loud, like that's seven years. So, dude, I was talking about this with, uh, like, Roman, Sarah Day, and I'm going to be talking about it with Christine uh, Maramo soon, too. But, like, it, it's been a while to think that it has been seven years and everything. And part of the reason why I wanted to bring you on this, because there's been, like, such a long standing history with you, like, in San Diego. Not so much, like, physically in here, but, like, the influence that you've had with the rest of us over here has been super big. So that's why I really wanted to have you on here and really connect that dot outside of San Diego, but also connecting it uh, within the city as well. So thank you for being on this episode. No, man, I appreciate that. I mean, my, I don't know what, what kind of influence you're talking. I only know you guys, you know, I don't, I don't hold any influence or anything like that. I mean, it's just the people that I know. And I guess uh, I had a good impact on, on y'all there, but yeah, no, I appreciate uh, you inviting me here and I'm happy to be here. So yeah, love what you're doing, man. So let's get after it. Dang, yeah. Yeah. So Okay, so the first time I met you was at that NAFA Empowerment Conference back in 2014. And the way I knew you was through Unipro or how other people know it as a Filipino American Unity for Progress. So at that time, like, what was your position with uh, Unipro? Uh, 2014. So the NAFA Empowerment Conference was, what, what was that, August, right? I think Summer. it was like early August. So, yeah, so I know it was like summertime. It was hot. Um, at the time, I was the director, a co-director of Summit. So we just hosted our conference in June. It just finished. Okay, so prior to that, like, how did you even get involved with Unipro? So before like Summit, before like all that happened, like, how did you get to the point of being like Summit director? Like, how? Or like, what was the origin story for you behind like Unipro and everything? Uh yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh damn, it's been a while. Um, okay. Uh, so yeah, I came across uh, some Unipro folks after you know I started attending some community events here in New York. Um, I was in grad school at the time, and prior to attending these events, I really had no exposure to like. Filipino, Phil-Am youth groups um, in New York. And that's because I kind of like, we we lived in a different part of Queens. Like, you know, people associate Filipinos in Queens with like Woodside 
Um, and we, my parents, we didn't like live there. Um, we lived like further east. Queens Village actually is where I grew up. And I mean, there were Filipinos around, but like um, there wasn't like a, I guess, an active like youth group. Not that I knew of. Maybe I wasn't in the in the circles or my parents weren't in those circles. So, yeah, growing up, I really wasn't exposed to any like kind of like Filipino organizing kind of community type groups uh, there in Queens. But I mean, now now I know there's like find and at NYU, there's IFA. But I mean, in my undergrad days at NYU, like. um ifa wasn't really kind of like a thing for me because uh, at the time my school the engineering school was still merging with nyu so the the engineering school is in brooklyn and the main school the main campus of nyu is in manhattan so like i'm not gonna take a 30 minute train ride um to like go to like a filipino club meeting when i had to like focus on like you know engineering school um, so that's that's one of the reasons why I really didn't get involved. And also the the merger hadn't really happened yet. So there wasn't really like a connection to the main campus. So that's why I wasn't involved in undergrad. And also the same reason why I wasn't involved in grad school. Um, I didn't have those kind of connections after um, after graduating. And then I was working full time and doing grad school part time. But um, yeah, so anyway, I you know hadn't had any exposure to the Filipino community up until grad school. And then... <clears throat> One of my classmates, uh, actually, he's a Philam, uh, Matt Bakirin. He he's from LA. He went to UC Irvine. Uh, wait, did he go to Irvine? I think he went to Irvine. and also went to UCLA. I'm not sure if it was grad school for one or the other. But anyway, he's from LA. Um, he lives there now. Uh, he became like one of my really good friends, and um, I met him in grad school. He invited me to this event, and then like I was I was like shocked. I was like, oh my god, there's like so many people like us here, Matt, like they're all Filipinos here. Like what's going on? They're all our age. I've never seen like this kind of like group of people. Um, it was a, I believe it was an event by one of my former roommates, uh, Ryan Latata with his, um, his company next day better. But anyway, yeah. So he brought me into this event. I was like, I was kind of like, you know, ashamed. Cause like I lived here like my whole life and I never knew there was this like Filipino community of organizing, you know, for our people. And here's like Matt, you know, he's from the, he's from the West coast. He's from LA and he's like showing me like around. I'm like, damn, I should really like get involved and like give back. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's how I like met the Unipro folks. I, I met, uh, Rochelle. I met Steve there. I met Andrelli. Um, I believe I met Joni there and Brian, Brian Lozano at that event. So, you know, after those events, um, I decided to like, uh, joined the summit planning team for for 2013 and yeah that's how i got involved with uh summit that year um with iris and Rich- uh, iris and giselle kind of hosting uh, or leading the summit planning for that year and i guess they liked me and uh <laughs> i helped out with the logistics so much they wanted to uh wanted me to lead the next year so that's how i uh became director for co-director for 2014 Dang, dude, honestly, it's wild hearing this because there's so many like OG names that I haven't heard in a couple years. So you bringing that up is a little bit of a trip. Like I'm familiar with like a good chunk of those people, but just hearing them again really does feel like a lot of history because what Unipro has been around for, I am like blanking out on how many years it's been. (laughs) Started 2009. Yes. 2000, it's 2021 right now. So it's been like, I'm like, is is that 12 years? Yeah, 12 years. 
I would say it's 11 years. It would be 12 in August. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm like just trying to remember like all the math and everything to it. But dang, it's it's wild because like you you meeting all those people really got you to the point where you were at in terms of just like how you were involved in Unipro. And it seems like you were like fairly involved during like the time you were like what helping out with Summit as well as well both both summits obviously, but like dang that that's a that's a trip hearing all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um Actually, for for 2013 summit, um, the theme was rise, and that was at that point, you know, the third summit for the organization. And I had only come onto the team maybe like a month before, like or you know, two months before, like summit was supposed to be held. Um, but even then, I mean, there was, I mean, you know, summit. There's so much to do, there's so much to plan, so much to coordinate. Um, but yeah, I mean, meeting all those people, and then eventually meeting more people because of those people, I mean, led to my involvement with the community um, here in New York. And I mean, there in San Diego, also, you know, Midwest, the South, you know, Pacific Northwest. So yeah, I mean, it was kind of like a, um, a gateway, <laughs> a gateway organization for me. Um, Unipro. Yeah. Honestly, that that's very big because I feel like with Unipro in itself, a lot of people have that not necessarily the same kind of story, but definitely a similar one where it's been a good, like, like you said, it's been a good gateway in terms of how people were able to get involved in the community. Because I know some people were involved uh, with Unipro in terms of just like how y'all collaborated with other organizations, like locally in New York and just how those connections created more connections that created more connections and, basically how it brought everyone together. And I feel like that's really dope to think about it that, that kind of way. But I mean, that that's basically what Unipro is supposed to do. It's supposed to like unite people. So it, it's doing what it's supposed to do. Yeah. And uh, I, I guess I, or maybe we didn't realize it while we were doing it, while we were kind of building these connections and organizing these events, organizing these conferences, organizing, you know, just all this programming. Like we didn't realize like, connecting with people from different cities from different parts of the country is essentially you know fulfilling the mission and the vision of unipro which is to create a unified and engage uh filipino america and you know by connecting all of us together and kind of like spurring each other to do good work and serving the community i think um we inadvertently or indirectly fulfill the mission or constantly fulfill the mission and by building those connections and building community so yeah it's it's pretty cool no honestly do that that's straight up though because sometimes we don't really realize that we're actually i mean obviously we have to keep the mission and vision in mind in terms of like uh unipro as a whole but sometimes we we forget that like we're actually doing it because sometimes you we're not really taking that time to really sit down and we're just like oh okay we're actually doing this one thing even if it's not like unipro programming or something we're just talking to people we're just connecting with them and we're actually doing what we said we were going to do in the first place. So speaking of this connection part, so th this is probably like the biggest part out of like the entire episode. And this is something that's like very, um, very critical to San Diego history. So back in 2014, the NAFA empowerment conference was hosted, I think like here in mission Valley. And, and you were actually like one of the people that attended and also put together or, was in contact with people to put together um, 
oh man, dude, I'm the first cohort in this, and I can't even remember what the uh, the acronym was. Empowering Filipino Youth Through Collaboration, Epic. So you were like a pretty like big part in terms of that specific part of like the conference and everything. So first of all, before we go into the Epic stuff, how did you even hear about uh, the Empowerment Conference as a whole first? Um, huh. I I must have heard about it through either Steve uh, Steve Raga or Kirkland. Uh, Kirkland Escondo. Um, I remember we were at a staff meeting. It, it was either early twenty, early twenty fourteen or late twenty thirteen. And Kirkland Escondo, uh, one of my really good friends, um, at the time she was community uh, director of community building, and um, she presented the idea of Epic um, to our staff, and I believe it was her. Um, Kirkland, uh, Lizelle Ramos, Jennifer Liu, and Michelle De La Cruz, um, now Michelle De La Cruz Bakirin, who uh, married my, my, my good friend, Matt Bakirin. Um, I believe they came up with the idea of, of the first Epic Conference, and they, they planned it in tandem with um, kind of the NAFA Empowerment Conference. Um, so I kind of learned about NAFA through Epic first, which is kind of backwards because you think about NAFA first, because it's the bigger umbrella of all the organizations in the States. But I, I didn't, I mean, again, I wasn't aware of all the organizations. I wasn't really super involved until 2013. So I learned about NAFA through the idea of Epic. And then I discovered that NAFA was the big conference um, being held that weekend. And Epic was just like a, a day for the youth that we kind of hosted um, in, in that, um, that summer. And also I, I remember attending a planning meeting in Vegas in 2013. I mean, <laughs> you can you can hear like we did so I did so many things and or I attended so many meetings in 2013 because I was so gung ho about you know being able to organize and and meeting and connecting with our people. Yeah, in, in 2013, there was a planning meeting in Vegas, and that's when I met uh, Lizelle and Jaylu in person, and and Michelle and and Lucky. I believe I met Lucky at that meeting. Uh, Lucky Siap. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's how I uh, heard about NAFA. Okay, so what about the actual t- like time you were here in San Diego? So, oh well, actually, what what came first? Was it the actual conference or like? I think okay, backtracking, planning for Epic. So like when you started like meeting Lizelle and all of them, like what was like going on during that time before this like day for Epic actually happened in twenty uh, fourteen. Okay, so like I attended that planning, <laughs> I attended that planning meeting, but I was not like a main stakeholder. I wasn't a main planner because again, I was super new to the community. I was just still like feeling around, like getting to know people, and like learning how you know the community you know is being run or like what's going on and how the this event is being planned. So I was kind of just observing, even though I was present. Oh, I believe Jason Tenko was also at that meeting, um, but. So yeah, at that meeting, I wasn't really like taking the lead in the planning. I was just like they're listening and input that I can help out wherever they needed help. Um, so basically, at that meeting, it was mostly like Lizelle and like Kirkland and you know uh, Jennifer and Lockie and and Jason. They were kind of taking the lead. Um, I believe who else was there? I think Meriden was there and um, Caesar from Florida was there. Oh man, um, Randy was there. Randy Gonzalez. Um, so they were, they were kind of taking the lead of, of planning what it was going to be. Um, but yeah, I, I really didn't 
lead the planning. I don't want to get that misconstrued that I kind of helped plan it. No, uh, we helped plan part of the the content of the day, but the idea came from like Kirkland, Lizelle, and Michelle, Jennifer. Yeah. Mm, okay, so definitely for them, I'm gonna need to get down and actually like talk to them. I know Lizelle for sure, but I'm gonna Ooh. wait until the baby is born. So <laughs> that that's gonna be in like actually, I think she's due soon now. Now that I'm looking at the date, yeah, she's think- due sometime this month. So. I'm probably going to hit her up sometime soon to talk about that because like I'm happy you actually brought up so many of those names because there there were a lot of people that I couldn't properly remember just because during that entire weekend we were exposed to I, I can't even like count like in terms of numbers we were like so that was the first conference I've been to in terms of like uh, on a national level so I really only remember the people that were in Epic and then people that were in Unipro or the people that were there for like the Epic day and everything. So you filled in quite a lot of holes that I forgot over the past few years. So I appreciate that. Yeah. And yeah, dude, honestly, it's it's a lot of like history that goes into it. Like I forgot some of those names. I, I totally forgot about like uh, Michelle's name for like quite some time. Yeah. And like, it's, it's kind of sad. Like these these names aren't written, um, you know, and, and that's kind of um, why why now I'm involved in the Filipino-American National Historical Society for, for New York, the New York chapter, because, you know, our history is not being, you know, taken down, and that's kind of sad. Like, we need, we need this history written so people remember the work that has been done, so it's not repeated, and it's like there's something to build upon versus, you know, reinventing the wheel, and I think that's kind of like unfortunately symptomatic for a community like um as you know we kind of build things and and don't realize things have already been built maybe they're the remnants of those things have are around or maybe they're not but you know the the model for organizing already exists and that's it's a little sad um but yeah i mean so many people at that conference it was so many og like the og like like the, I guess the Titos and Titas, you know, you know, all those um, organizers. I remember that big. If, I don't know if you remember that, but that big like town hall we did with like, like the, the Titos and Titas and then the younger folks. It was like an intergenerational convo, and it was like mad tense. And I was like, damn, I am loving this. But yeah, I remember that. Lucky was hosting that, and Lizelle as well, and Jessica Mercado. Oh my god, Jessica Mercado! Holy shit, that name just popped into my head. Crazy man. Dude, see, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, so you you touched upon, like, a really big part with that because, like you said, dude, sometimes, like, these events will not be put, like, in history books. Like, with that specific event, and I emphasize this so much because it, it's such a big part of Philam history. And, dude, like, we, we've talked about this. I've talked about that roundtable with everyone else, like, so, so, so many times. And it's, like, yo, we only remember it through like memories and like through some photos. I don't even remember too many photos being taken during that time. But dang, dude, you really brought back like the tense nature of that that freaking town hall, dude. Because I remember it was like it was tame at first, but then like it started getting like tenser and tenser <laughs> as like the minutes went by. I'm just like, oh, dude, some someone like moderate this. But Lizelle did like an amazing job with that. Lockie did an amazing job. Atta Jess did an amazing job with that. It's like, it, it's just dope to see or dope to remember this and to like actually reflect on this kind of stuff because that was, 
that was just day one of the entire weekend too. So well, it's it? just want to think about it. Yeah, it, oh. it was that first Thursday. Yeah, that was that's how we started. I thought that's how we ended, but like that's kind of that's wild. But yeah, oh my god, that was I have that rec- I have recording of the I recorded on my phone. I I think I have it somewhere like of the entire like town hall. Like if we could find that, if I could find that, yo, it's it's gold, man. But yeah, oh my god, that was. Whew, that was that was a tense room right there. Intergenerational gap was a big hot buzzword, I think, during that time or around that time. And I don't know if you remember, were you at the uh, 2016 Epic in Philly? No, I was not able to go to that one. But what what happened during that one? I mean, it was oh my, it was the same thing except it was a little it was a little more structured. Um, Marion Sobretoto, you remember Marion? Um, Sarah Day kind of led that. Um, and I mean, like, again, like no one remembers, like we had this conversation two years right before, and then the same kind of topics were brought up by like the, the older folks, like the youth need to do more, the youth need to be more involved. And like, we're all like, like sitting around looking at each other, like with our hands up in the air, like, what, what do you mean more involved? We're like right here. We're, we're in it right now. We need you guys to help support us. And like, that was kind of like the flow of the conversation. It was just... It reminded me of, uh, you know, uh, 2014. I don't really remember um, uh, specific points in 2014, but I have that recording, and I'm going to try to dig it up somewhere, man. But, yeah, it was kind of the same convo, same kind of flow, but a little more a little more structured, a little more cordial, I think, for, for that year. <laughs> Damn, but it is, it's wild to think about that, too, because it's – what some of the people that were in Epic for the first year were planning that entire like that that town hall or they had some stake in planning the actual conference too. So it's like, yeah, they're actually doing that kind of stuff. And I feel like people do tend to forget a lot of the the behind the scenes stuff that goes along with uh, events like that. So that do that. This is why like I emphasize the these like NAFA conferences so much because there's so many things that are going on in just like certain sections of it and it's like yo there's this connection that connected to this person and that's how this org was formed or this is how this like idea was formed and like i feel like people just need to talk about it a little bit more but it's it's dope that you actually have that recording somewhere because that, that like you said that's that's straight up gold right there yeah yeah uh those interactions were, were great but yeah i i mean see that that's you you hit it on the head like that point like Saturday and I believe Marion was at 2014 in, in uh, Epic. Um, so they yeah, so they attended as attendees, and then boom, 2016, they're like leading, they're heading the planning, they're heading the the organi- organizing of the Epic conference. Like <laughs> it's it's kind of mind boggling how like at the time, some of the elders didn't really recognize kind of like the work being put in by the youth which uh i mean was was a point in the conversation so yeah yeah Dang. okay so go, going back to 2014 a little bit just reflecting on the conference as itself like including like epic day and everything like how how did you feel like after that entire conference because that was probably like what one of like that that's probably like what conference number three that you've been to like overall right um <sighs> I would say probably may- maybe conference number three in terms of like Filipino American stuff. Cause um, 
maybe there's some like general Asian American conferences I went to prior to that. But yeah, in terms of like Filipino American stuff, I think that was like the first big like conference that I went to that wasn't organized by us by like Unipro peeps. Um, so yeah, so yeah, definitely um, the one of the first big ones that I went to, and like it was cool because Epic used my theme for for um from summit from summit which was your move and i think they they kind of use it as well um or like a different version of it kind of just connecting our our conference with their conference and there was another conference in hawaii that kind of used it um so it was it was cool like that year was, was pretty cool in terms of like organizing conference wise um yeah oh so my reflection sorry yeah uh epic oh man that's uh seven years ago that's it's kind of wild when you say it out loud like that um yeah, I remember uh, meeting you and, like, you know, the whole San Diego squad, Roman, Alicia, Anthony, Jess, Mercado, like, Lauren, uh, Mar, uh, Julius, Alejandro. Oh, my God. Just meeting all those people. It's like, oh, shit, these people. I remember, like, meeting you guys at that Eli um, Merging Leaders Initiative, I believe it was called, Eli, like, presentation. I think y'all were, like, or Julius's people were, like, presenting – like their kind of final project or something like that. And like we went, like we just landed and then and then we were like, let's go. <laughs> so we went, Julius invited us and I was there. I was like, damn, this is like really Kapwa. Like this, we're here, but this is their city. And like, we're doing what they're doing on the East Coast and they're doing their shit here. We're like, we're all the same. We're doing the same shit. We're just in like different cities. And it's, it kind of like, like that first interaction was like, damn. This is this is it, man. This is we gotta do this. We gotta keep doing this. And I yeah, like it was it was super like like I can't like words can't like describe, words can't wield the excitement and joy I had for that, you know, that for that weekend. Like I was so hyped, just like well, first leading up to it and being there and then leaving, I was like, damn, I'm so like inspired and so like, you know. Empowered to like let's let's do shit, let's do shit in New York so they can like come. Let's do shit, you know. Well, can I go? <laughs> dude, that that inspiration is mutual, dude. Because like we we got inspired by like everyone there. Because like every single conversation that we had during that weekend was like super big. And okay, dude, going back to your your theme for um uh, summit like twenty fourteen. Like I'm actually looking at the website right now just to make sure that like I don't forget anything but yeah so it was Philpro in Hawaii then it was Epic in San Diego and then it was Find in in Jersey but dude see that that's just that makes it like so big dude like the amount of like inspiration and influence that was taken from like this summit and then to like everything else like dude there's a lot of um like we take inspiration from like everyone dude like like you said that that's straight up like Kapwa dude like from that um that presentation you went to to like how y'all influence us from new york to do things like here and then even doing things nationally is like yo that's definitely connection that's definitely couple like you were saying a while ago yeah like i mean that and that kind of like unity behind one theme for the year wouldn't happen unless like people before me like rochelle um rochelle ocampo um she was a, a president of Unipro like before for Iris, but yeah, it, it wouldn't have happened if like she didn't build connections during her time. 
like she connected with people in Hawaii through PhilPro and like through other parts of the country. And then when I was kind of coming up with the theme for our summit for Unipro 2014, um, I guess it resonated with them, <clears throat> with Kit, who was um, kind of leading the PhilPro um, conference in Hawaii, um, Kit Zuleta. Um, so yeah, it resonated with her, and they like they were like, "Noel, can we use this theme?" I'm like, "Yeah, fucking use a theme. Like, <laughs> it's just, it, like use it anywhere you want." And then I mean, uh, then Epic was used because I mean Kirkland's involved with Unipro, so we kind of just uh, and also I guess it also resonated with Lizelle and how they wanted to use it. And then uh, Find, I believe, um, who was in charge of Find that year? I believe it was uh, Mark Densing or Christine Sequada, like. And and those folks were involved in Unipro at, at some point in their in their I guess community careers, um, so they also uh, kind of transformed the theme into like a Tagalog version. Ikamna, um, I believe, was a theme for Find that year. So yeah, I mean, <clears throat> like I'm saying, my main point is like that wouldn't have happened unless people before me built those connections. People around me built those connections. Like I can't do it. You, nobody can do it on their own. Like the bottom line, like you need to have the whole community together to like create an impact. And I think that's the whole point of what Unipro was like, you can't do it alone. You got to do it together. So yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was a good year, I think for organizing like any good year, any year is good as long as you organize, <laughs> but I guess it was more impactful for me. Cause it was, uh, I guess a lot, a lot more personal for me. <clears throat> Ooh, dude. Okay. I'm gonna have to do a quick plug right here because I'm looking at a lot of the old Unipro stuff, like on our summit pages and everything. There, yeah. There's actually like an event page for fine right here. And like the the people that I saw hosted it. Okay, so it was Christine Tsikwatan, Anthony Castro, and then Daryl Domo and Daryl Scott Valdez. So those were like the people that were hosting that event. And dude, I mean, th this goes back to what you said about like, it, it sucks that a lot of the history isn't, um, I guess, noted down or even remembered to like more of a, a constant pace that like people try to reinvent the wheel, but like, dude, this is the perfect example. Like the theme for summer 2014, your move was like, they didn't have to reinvent the wheel. It was already there. Like you, this is like the perfect example of that. This is how like people are actually able to like organize and do like community stuff with each other. Like, yo dude, take the theme all you want. Like, this is how we're all going to develop together. This is like what unity is supposed to look like. Yeah. Um, I forgot Anthony. Um, he's probably gonna be mad at me because <laughs> him and I are good friends, as you know. Uh, I forgot Anthony was a uh, fine chair, one of the fine uh, uh, chairs for that that year. That year, and um, he later got involved. I didn't know him at the time personally. In twenty fourteen, uh, we, we met, I guess, in twenty fifteen. But uh, yeah, I forgot he was he was involved, and like yeah, you know, and and then he became president eventually of Unipro of New York. So. Again, like it's it's who, who who you bring into the community and who like you build with. It's it's kind of like the impact that's uh, that's measured that way. Mm -hmm. Okay, so speaking of like the building and everything, so this is like going more into the San Diego aspect of it. But like after that conference, the NAF Empowerment Conference with Epic, there was like a lot of inspiration and. I'm going to have to have a talk with Julius about this, or I'm actually going to be recording an episode with him like this uh, coming Sunday to talk more about like what went on during that time. But after that, um, I almost said summit, but that, after that conference, 
that's when the San Diego team was uh, like they got a lot more expi- inspired to have like a chapter of San Diego or a, a chapter of Unipro out there. So like, what what were some of the conversations that went on like prior before like I, I guess prior to like um, San Diego launching and everything? Because I know like what Steve was involved in it, a few other people were involved in it. So I'm just wondering like what your like side of the story is with um, I guess the start of Unipro San Diego. Oh, uh, damn. I, well, the start, I guess, the start of Unipro San Diego really happened in San Diego, honestly. Uh, like we were in, like you said, we were in, we are at the NAFA conference. Um, we didn't have any planning part of that because, I mean, I mean, me, myself in particular, because we were just attending. Uh, actually, we were attending to receive the Alex Esclamado Award, I believe. Uh, they presented that to Unipro uh, that year, which is pretty cool. But, you know, I think we, we wanted to attend, just have fun that weekend because, you know, we were tired from <laughs> – I was tired from Summit planning that year. And I was like, you know, let me take a break. Let me let me chill for this uh, for this weekend. Um, but we still <laughs> – which is funny. Let's chill, but then we still planned Epic. Um, yeah, so we, we attended uh, the NAFA conference, and then we met y'all, um, you know. Uh, you, Alicia, Roman, Anthony, you know, Julius, um, Lauren, um, you know, all those people. And, you know, all the, all the other people from the different parts of the country, like Rob Delphin, holy shit, Rob Delphin from, like, the Midwest, Miko, Javi, uh, the McConnell brothers, oh my God, Koi Anthony, Ate Christie, like, everybody, like, we met them. And I believe Bradley was there, Bradley Ramos, I'm, I don't remember. Um, anyway, like... We were meeting all these people, and then, the like the people who I like kind of identified as being from San Diego, like you, and like I said, uh, Alicia and you know Roman. I, I forget who exactly approached me. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know if it was like five of y'all or three of y'all, but like there was like three or five of y'all, and then we we kind of were, like talking, and then I don't remember. I don't know if you remember, but we had like a. I believe we had a a debrief or kind of like a uh, damn. What do we call them back then? We had like a I don't know an after action talk um, during like was it the gala or something? We were outside. We were sitting down on the floor, and like I don't know if you remember that. I don't know, but that was happening. And then um, Alicia or, or Roman approached me, and like she was like. Talk to me about the idea of like having a Unipro in uh, San Diego, and like that, like thought never um, like crossed my mind because, again, at the time I was relatively new to the community, um, and Unipro didn't really, I guess, hmm, like Unipro, we weren't trying to like expand. We weren't trying to take over cities that's i mean that's not what we do now and that's no in no way related to how we built our chapters but at the time we were kind of just like we're working in new york we're just trying to meet people um just to see what y'all are doing if you know invite y'all to our stuff we'll come to your stuff you know we'll build maybe something in the future together but i guess we didn't think of um creating a chapter in san diego and like I didn't get the, that idea from, you know, the OGs. I didn't get that from Steve or any of the um, 
older older Unipro heads, um, they never kind of like had a plan to expand. Like actually, Unipro was um, built to dissolve. Like Steve told me um, a few years back, maybe five or six years back. Like he and the founders kind of built Unipro so that once the job was done, it would just dissipate because the job was done. The community was unified. But as you know, um, you you can't have unity. Like there's no like, okay, job's done. Uh, let me like leave now. You you, you can't. There needs there's, it's like a constant pressure is needed to be applied for collaboration and for the community to be unified. Unfortunately, which means we need to do this long term. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so there wasn't really an idea of us coming to San Diego to expand. The idea came from from you guys, from from Roman, Alicia, you know, you, Alfredo, and uh, I believe Julius and Anthony were also involved in that that um, those conversations. And um, yeah, we were just, <clears throat> like all of us from New York, we're just high from Summit and just high from like, you know, being around each other. Um, but as those conversations happened, it, it just kept making more sense. Uh, we had many meetings with Alicia, with Roman and you and like the whole team there, the potential team there. And like, it was kind of uncharted territory for us because there was no protocol, there was no plan to expand. So we kind of had to make it up. We had to like, in New York, like Iris and Kirkland and I, we, Iris was president at the time, Kirkland was um, secretary and I was vice president. Um, and we had just been appointed to these roles at the time of the the NAFA conference. So we were super new to these roles. And I guess we realized like, oh shit, we're in charge now. We can make the rules. We can do this. Let's Let's build more. We can always build more. Um, so yeah, we kind of came up with the, you know, uh, chapter community building protocol was, you know, first, you know, have a needs assessment in your community and your city. And if it's needed, then, okay, let's move forward. If it's not needed, then you should work with whatever organizations are in your city instead of <clears throat> building a new one, which is why Unipro was created in the first place, which is kind of ironic, uh, to kind of unify organizations to work together versus uh, organizations splintering and dividing. So, yeah. Uh, okay, so the needs assessment, I remember, okay, so I actually recorded with Roman yesterday and that was another thing that like she brought up too. So that, that was probably one of the biggest things that I got from these two episodes so far. But dude, okay, history-wise, wait, seriously, that, that was what Unipro was supposed to do? It was supposed to like dissipate and stuff? Dude, I had no idea that was like the intention behind it. Like I gotta do it. If Steve is here in this, man, I gotta, I have a, I need to have a talk with him. Yeah. Uh, you need to, you need to talk to Steve. Uh, you need to get him. Uh, Steve's running for city council, by the way. So oh, wait, you're, <laughs> you're in San Diego. Um, but, Queens though. Yeah. Yeah. He's running out for, for Woodside, Sunnyside, but yeah, you need to get him on the pod and just, if, just have him talk about not only Unipro, but NAFA. He's been involved with NAFA. He's been involved in so many things. Anik Bayan back in the day, like, Steve has been around for like, I don't want to date him, but he's been around, you know, but yeah. So yeah, Steve explained it to me. Um, Cause we were talking about expansion and at the time um, the, the board, <laughs> Steve was on the board, Suzette was on the board, Rochelle and 
uh, Jonah Lin. So the board at the time was separate from um, presidency, vice president, and uh, secretary. So they kind of hop, kind of operate at a higher level, <clears throat> um, kind of like kind of what the board does now. Like you, when you think of the BOD, that's what they were, and then the president was kind of under them, which is how they are now. But even more so back then, like they were super removed from like day to day stuff. They were just kind of just having like high operational meetings like oh is organization okay <laughs> basically and like making sure the money isn't being used for bad things uh is basically what the board did and like kept us in track with the mission but so uh we broached the idea of expansion to <clears throat> the board and then steve kind of explained to us like he he was down for the idea um but he just wanted to share that um Unipro initially was supposed to be, as I believe his words were, self-destructing. Like it would implode after it accomplished its goal. Like once we unified the organizations in New York, that everyone's collaborating uh, at a you know at a good rate, where like people aren't organizing in a bubble, where people aren't organizing or putting on events, just you know as a monolith without bringing other organizations, other people together. It's it, that, that was kind of the way that was the reason why Unipro was like formed to like bring people together when they organize versus organizing in like individual bubbles. Um, so once that was like accomplished, Steve said um, that Unipro was, should have been dissolved. And I mean, as you know, like, that's never going to be accomplished um, <laughs> uh, without someone trying to trying to get organizations, bring them together. Um, so yeah. And dang, now here we are, like what five chapters deep, and it's still. I mean, it's still like accomplishing what it needs to do, but it's like, what when when you have like new gen of people like coming into the community, like sometimes that unity isn't there. So I feel like it's a it's a constant thing that needs to be happening. So I'm just very surprised at that, but. I do understand what Steve like means in that uh, that sense, but yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to have him on here because th that's a lot of like, dude, that that's some Unipro history that I honestly did not know. Like prior to what 2013, I don't really know too much about the history and everything. So that that's super big. But like, so in I th I think, oh okay, so backtracking a little bit, I don't think I was actually there when it came to like the formation of it I, i'm pretty sure it was mainly just julius lizelle alicia roman and anthony at the time yeah anthony to guzman and i think it was just like those five and i remember i was asking iris for like advice about like certain things so maybe oh, that God. was when it was like because oh dude it's funny because like when you talked about reinventing the wheel like dude it, it's when we were planning for like the PCN for like the club I was with at the time, Paka Kaisa with the community college I was in, mm. we actually used uh, Unipro's model in terms of like the fundraising packet. And our fundraising packet for like our PCN looked almost identical to what Summits <laughs> was like back that's, in the day. That's great, man. I love that. But yeah, dude, I think it was mainly just like the, the five of them that were trying to get that together. And I think like once that needs assessment was like complete, like, that that's like all history from there. And then I think the last part for that is like the entire launch. And I think you were like one of the few people that if you were one, either one of the few people or like the only person that came from like out of state for the actual launch. 
Um, no, I believe. Oh, out of state. Uh, maybe. Oh, actually. No, yeah, no. Donnie Donnie Rojo was there. Um, from Seattle, the founding chapter, founding president of the Seattle chapter was there, and I think that's, I can I think that event kind of inspired him to do it in Seattle as well. Uh, but yeah, Donnie came down, uh, for your launch. Yeah, um, Donnie was there. Who else was there? Uh, Michelle Bakirin, uh, Michelle De La Cruz Bakirin, uh, drove up from from LA, um, that weekend, or I guess for that event, and um. Yeah, there, there were a couple of people from, I guess, outside of San Diego. I didn't drive up from L.A., drove down from L.A., sorry. <laughs> um, uh, people outside of San Diego came came through to the, the launch. Um, so, yeah, I still remember the, the planning meetings and all the coordinating meetings with, you know, the core team. I remember it was, I, I think we came up with like a four-phase process and like a 10-step ten, a ten uh, protocol to build a chapter. It was like the initial meeting, and then build a team, determine interest, and then take that needs assessment, um, and then report that, establish your board, establish your principles, your values, you know, build a timeline, um, organize, or like meet with people in the community, and then launch, and then and then you're off. So yeah, I think uh, it, it was it was a good time. I, I love that 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 time in my life, like. I mean, it was it was a busy time for me because uh, there was uh, there was the San Diego buildup, and then we also were doing a uh, a brunch pop up uh, in collaboration with Filipino Kitchen uh, for the Ikasu conference in uh, in uh, I think was it Harvard or here in Boston in Boston uh, one of the universities here in Boston I think it was Boston College I forget but Sarah Day was there and yeah so that that was a busy time in my life and it was it was a great time to see y'all again and. In twenty was twenty fifteen, yeah, twenty fifteen when y'all launched, and it's getting to see you guys in uh, in your own chapter, and it was it was pretty cool to me, um, to see you guys you guys build that. But dude, I got I gotta like give appreciation for that because like besides like the other people that were there, like out of like you being like someone that like what flew over all the way from New York to like basically be there for us and just like see the like. I, not necessarily oversee, but definitely like see how it was like from start to finish, like before launch and just the the steps that came after then. And I feel like that's that's very big too, because like outside of San Diego history and everything, like that whole ten ten step process. That I'm pretty sure that's still like in effect right now, right? For the other chapters, um, yeah, I believe they all used it at some point. Yeah. So that that just goes to say, like, even, like, okay, so this is San Diego history, but this is also, like, Unipro history as a whole, because, like, if that whole idea didn't even come about, like, I'm guessing, like, that 10th that step might have looked completely different from what initially looked like. So to, to see that for San Diego and then to see it for, like, the other chapters and everything, like, yo, dude, I, I just see a lot of inspiration that came from all of us. I think, like, what you were saying before, like, everyone was still like on a really good high from the the NAFA empowerment conference. And I think like it, it's been that way for quite some time too. And I feel like, dude, I when we went to Seattle back in like 2016, I, I think that was just another dose of it. Like we, we get these constant um, doses of just like a good energy from each other. And just like the amount of creation that's come from that is like super big. And like having you there and having like your history there as well is 
even even though like you weren't like in the Philam community as long as other people, you still contributed like a lot from like when when you started back in like 2013, dude. So I gotta give appreciation for that, and I'm pretty sure like everyone in our chapter as well as like the other chapters too, like have appreciation for you in that regard. Yeah, man. Thanks. Yeah, I I do appreciate that, and um, you know, appreciate y'all. I mean, just building with me um and like to your point <laughs> all of us being uh coming off of a high i feel like we're all addicts uh to that high that we get when we organize you know which i think is why we used to organize back then maybe selfishly to get that community high um and kind of connect with each other um but uh yeah no i, I remember that that launch is it's pretty dope is um i think after kieran was there if i remember correctly uh queer virtual right yeah i'm looking at the picture right now dude there were so like now that i'm looking at this again i'm just i'm seeing these other faces that like i completely did not recognize but dude so many like people were there like lauren was there uh jessica mercado was there Furch was there i think like atakirian was there for like a little bit but i don't think she was there for the um like the group photo at the end but oh yeah dude um tita mirna was there too like dude so many people were there man yeah, it's it's uh it's pretty cool and and just like I, I mean I I kind of went on behalf <clears throat> sorry on behalf of uh, I guess the New York team because uh, we decided to split up expansion uh, by person so like I kind of was in 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 like your liaison for for, for the liaison for San Diego and then I think Kirkland and Iris were the ones for Chicago Chicago kind of started up the conversations at that time as well. And then uh, Vegas was also happening and Florida, like a Tampa Bay chapter was kind of in the talks, but uh, you know, those Vegas and Tampa Bay didn't really happen, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, there was, there was potential for, for more than San Diego and Chicago that, at that time. And then uh, Seattle happened and then Texas. Yeah. So it was, it was a, uh, it was a good time man. it was, it was a good year. Yo, that, that is straight up history right there. Like, I mean, you, you said it before, dude, a lot of this stuff is not going to be like in the history books or anything. So th- this is very big that we're uh, talking about all of this. Like there, there's a lot of people I'm definitely going to have conversations with that you brought up in this episode, just because there's just that much to, to talk about. Like even just the, what launch for, or not launch, but like the, the creation for Chicago and even Seattle, like Dude, I, I want to, I definitely want to get down with Donnie and just like ask him about that or even like ask Iris and Kirkland about like Chicago and everything and just how it was for Texas. But like, dude, there, there's so much like history that's been going on with all of us for the past seven years. And it's only been seven years. And it's wild to think that it hasn't even been a full decade since we all met each other. But there is so much that's happened since then. So again, dude, I, I got to give a lot of appreciation for you, like the rest of the Unipro team that was like there at the time, like I'm definitely going to have them on here, but like every connection that we've made at some point, like has led us to do like much greater things. And I, I, again, I'm giving a lot of appreciation for that for, for you and everyone else. Yeah. Thanks man. Like if you, if you do do Chicago, the topic, you know, you should definitely talk to Ro, definitely Lockie, um, Lockie Siop and, and Ryan, I believe Lockie might be in the Philippines. Um, not sure, but yeah, definitely talk to those folks and uh, definitely Donnie. Donnie's kind of hard to get get a hold of. He's very busy uh, with his work and 
sometimes he's in China for work as well. Um, but yeah, man, uh, like if you talk to those people, I mean, you're gonna be opened up to even more people to talk to you. It's it's gonna be like an endless growing branch of or tree of connections. It's gonna be, it's kind of infinite at this point. I mean, there, there'll be people like reconnecting and circling back with those branches and those connections, but uh, there there are people that. We are like two or three degrees of freedom from that we haven't met yet, and they've they're doing so many such good work that I don't even know about, and um, that definitely needs to be brought, you know, to the the front and center of our community. No, honestly, dude, it's it's wild because it's not even just like it's not even strictly just a Unipro thing. It's a straight up Phil M history thing, and yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to, dude. Yeah, it's it's definitely gonna be hard getting in touch with some of those people because, dude, after what Epic everyone's just started getting busy. Lockie has been doing so much. Tenko's in the White House now, so that's going to be even harder to do. But, like, there, there's definitely a lot of people I'm going to need to connect to. But like, like you said, dude, like, th- this is, like, a good start to all of it. Like, having your perspective and then having other people's perspective, it's like, like you said, it's an infinite, like, loop of just people connecting to one another and just having, like, our shared history, our shared couple and everything and, Again, like you're you're contributing to a lot of that, so I'm I'm grateful that you were on this episode, and hopefully I'll be able to get the chance to talk to everyone very 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 soon. Yeah, man, and uh, I'm grateful to uh, to be here. What are you dropping these episodes? I want to listen to what people be saying, man. Uh, you should have Iris on. Yeah, for sure. Oh, dude, I'm definitely gonna get Iris on for sure. But I think this episode should be going up sometime in July. The season three episodes are definitely going up starting June, but I've already had like good amounts of recordings for then like this is a little bit behind the scenes but like there's a lot of people dude i had to increase the amount of episodes for this season just because like you said dude there's just so much like specifically when i had the talk for uh with anthony de guzman i had to split his up into two episodes just because we had that much to talk about and just thinking about what i'm gonna be going on with julius what i'm gonna be going on with alicia for the most part like dude that alone is probably like seven episodes by itself so I'm, I'm doing this in like small parts here and there just so that okay here's a little bit of a segment here's a little bit of a segment here's how everything connects and then it's gonna like scaffold from there but yeah dude honestly this is a very like big thing and now that i'm seeing that this goes beyond san diego now like there, there's a lot to talk about so dang yeah th- dang you just reminded me that it's actually a lot bigger than i thought it was like it's even bigger than the initial like from what I initially thought or like what I thought uh, so after the first time I even thought about this in the first place. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's how, that's how community building works, right? You get connected and then you learn about what folks are doing in different cities and, and then boom, you're like opened up to this whole other world. And that's how, that's kind of like a microcosm of like how we felt in uh, at the Epic conference and the NAFA conference in 2014. It's like, Oh shit. There's a whole like, there's a whole country out here doing the shit that we're doing too. And we need to support each other. We need to connect and we need to build together. And that kind of just, you know, further like pushed us and inspired us. And then we brought that momentum back to New York and, you know, uh, 2014, 2015, 2015 was a big, it was a great year for our summit. I think, cause we kind of talked about uh, where the Filipino, uh, where our place is in the black lives matter movement in 2015. And, and you know, being so prevalent nowadays, that conversation. I think if more people heard, or you know, 
talked about back then, I think we would uh, be having a different kind of conversation today. So, of our community. Yeah, honestly, dude, if that's the case, man, I really like when this episode drops, like in in July, like I hope that's what people really take out of this kind of thing, because just even like like we've been talking like throughout this whole time, like just having that conversation and just remembering like where some of our roots are, we we start to understand like okay, this is how we've grown, this is how we develop, and this is how we we can take it and how we could like grow from it and become like better people. And we've obviously done that since like 2014, and I feel like. It's just a constant thing of growth, and I feel like everyone will will get a chance to like get that same kind of I don't know that same kind of good energy, that same kind of high that we had like back then, and just continue to create more and more like each day. Yeah, yeah, and the the only way you can do that is just you know you got to keep got to be in it, you know. And I, I know it's tiring, and uh, I mean I took a step back from Unipro after being chair for a couple of years and treasurer for more than a couple of years. And as your, as our good friend, Lizelle Ramos would say, you know, you got to step in, step back sometimes. Um, got to take your breaks because uh, we need everybody for the long haul. And you should definitely interview Lizelle or have Lizelle on the pod because uh, Lizelle has been doing this way longer than I have probably the same amount of time as Steve and Alicia as well. I think she's been doing this for a long time too. So, you know, definitely have those folks uh, on the pod. Oh, dude, most stuff. And I think this is a, a good part to end it off of just because, man, th- there there was a lot in this conversation and you opened up so many like doors, so many gateways and so many connections. And th- this is, again, like I've said this with the other episodes and everything, but this is essentially what it's all about. We're just trying to connect. We're just trying to see where we fit in everyone's story and just how everyone's story has contributed to one person and then another person, then another person, then like the community as a whole, because like you said, we're only like what two degrees of like separation away from like knowing who's who, or like even knowing who could possibly like be family or like blood related. Like there's a lot of conversations that are going to be had like after these episodes, but do again, I have to give a lot of appreciation for you being on this because you opened up quite a lot of doors in this episode. So I want to thank you for that. Yeah, man, uh, you're welcome. Thank for you. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, but uh, if you do have them on, like, uh, have you done like multiple guests on a on a pod? Like, I'd love to hear um, that happen, or or maybe I, I'd love to come back. Uh, you know, whatever. This is fun, man. This is dope. I'd uh, I'd enjoy it. Heck yeah, heck yeah. I think the first, no, not the first episode. The second episode is definitely going to be like a panel one, but I'm still figuring out the logistics for that. But I think that's something that's going to be quite irregular for this kind of thing. Cause dang, I I'm probably going to have to get Steve and like a whole bunch of other people for like Unipro related stuff, but that's like all logistics that I'm going to take later on. And I'm just going to figure out like what I'm going to do for like these next few episodes. But I guess with that being said, like y'all heard a lot, a lot of good stuff from this episode and I appreciate y'all for listening to this. And I hope you've taken a lot of good things from this episode and there's going to be a lot more to come. So thank y'all for listening once again, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.